This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Greetings, friends, and welcome again to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast, the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. My name is Dustin Smith, and as always, I will be your host. This is episode 225, entitled Defining Adonai. Yes, in these last few episodes, we have been looking at the most popular designations for Israel's God within the Hebrew Bible, that is, within the Old Testament, in order to better understand them and how the biblical writers use them to portray the one true God, the Father of Jesus. So in this week's episode, we are going to explore the noun Adonai. Adonai is a very popular title for the true God. And in this week's episode, I want to explore some interesting interpretive questions that the data will give us some excellent answers to. And so I'd like to ask, what is the significance of Adonai and how does it relate to other semantically related nouns like Adon and Adonim? How does Adonai, which appears on the surface to be grammatically plural, depict a God who is only one person? It's a very interesting question. I'd also like to explore how the concept of the plural of majesty relates to the noun Adonai. And lastly, what significance does the respectful use of Adonai as a circumlocution for the divine name mean in regard to its interpretation and its ongoing usage? Let's find out on this week's episode of the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Our first point today is basic facts about Adonai within the Hebrew Bible. So Adonai is a title of sorts for God, regularly translated as Lord with a capital L, not capital L-O-R-D in reference to the divine name. This is just capital L, lowercase O-R-D, Lord as a title. It is also translated as My Lord with a capital L, and there are some important reasons behind these translations. I don't have any disagreement with them, but... I'm going to discuss why translators have rendered this noun in this particular manner. So in order to understand Adonai, we need to understand how this word has developed from its root form. So the vocabulary of Adonai really stems from three different levels. The base level is the noun Adon. The second level is the plural of Adon, which is Adonim. And then once we put a first-person suffix on Adonim, then we come out to the word we're looking at today, which is Adonai. So let's begin with the basic form, Adon. So Adon is a normal Hebrew noun that commonly references an ordinary master, someone you would describe as sir, or just a basic lowercase l, lord. This particular person, an Adon, a lord or a master, 
has lordship over a particular sphere of influence. Adon is used to describe human beings, and it's also used to describe the God of Israel. So in that sense, the base form Adon is very flexible. Now, Adon is grammatically singular when you turn it into a plural. You add the masculine plural ending to it, im. So Adon turns to Adonim, the second level of our vocabulary study. So Adonim, of course, the plural form of Adon. And Adonim is also used to describe human beings as well as the God of Israel. Now, how is it that this plural form can be used to describe the God of Israel? Well, we'll look at that a little bit further in our study. Now, what happens when you add a suffix to this plural form, Adonim? Well, what we get is Adonai. And Adonai, according to the consensus of modern Hebrew grammarians, Adonai is the first person, singular, pronominal suffix added to Adonim. So what we've done there is we've taken Adon, which is singular. We've made Adon into Adonim, which is plural. And then we put a first person singular suffix on that. So it would be the plural Adonim of me or my. That's what the first person singular suffix would indicate. Now, what's interesting is that this word Adonai, which technically is grammatically plural, this word Adonai is always translated in the singular in all of its 449 occurrences within the Hebrew Bible, without exception. And since it has a first-person suffix, it is sometimes rendered as my Lord, with a capital L, or it's sometimes just a respectful, vocative Lord, as if you are addressing or worshiping this person, sort of an O Lord thing. But of course, that Lord is understood to be your Lord. So how is it that Adonai is grammatically plural, and yet it depicts God, who is a single person? That moves us to our second point today, which is Adonai and the singular references. So it's best to just look at some of the passages within the Hebrew Bible to see how Adonai functions and how the biblical authors used various singular references like singular verbs, singular adjectives, singular pronominal suffices, singular pronouns to describe Adonai, which is technically grammatically plural. Let's start in Exodus 15 verse 17. An excellent example right after the Exodus deliverance event out of the Sea of Reeds. So in this passage, it says that you, this is addressing Yahweh, you will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, O Yahweh, which you have made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. It's Exodus 15, verse 17. So in this passage, it has a sense of parallelism. We have the place, O Yahweh, 
which you have made for your dwelling. And then the second part of the parallelism has the sanctuary, O Adonai, which your hands have established. So what we can see is that Adonai in this passage functions as a synonym for Yahweh. Yahweh, of course, is the personal name of Israel's God. And Adonai seems to be a synonym for that. Now, Adonai here is translated as O Lord. We can see the vocative sense, the addressing and the honoring of this powerful figure, the addressing of Yahweh. And within this passage, even though Adonai is grammatically plural, it's translated into the singular. How do we know that this passage is correctly regarding this grammatically plural word as a singular? Well, it's because we have a variety of singular references within the verse that indicate to us that Adonai is a numerical singular, even though it's grammatically plural. For example, we have the verb you made, the sense of creation. You made, which is second person singular. Of course, we have the dwelling of you, your dwelling, which is the noun dwelling, and it has the suffix that is second person singular. And then in regard to Adonai specifically, it says your hands, which is just the noun hands with the second person singular suffix. So we have all of these singular references, these singular pronominal suffixes, singular verbs that indicate that Adonai, even though it is grammatically plural, it is functioning here as a numerical singular, a single Lord, not a plurality of Lords, not a Lord that has a plurality of persons. No, this is a single person, as indicated to us very clearly by the numerous singular references within the verse. There is no confusion here. This is also how the earliest interpreters regarded this passage. The earliest interpreters, of course, are the translators of the Septuagint, who were Jewish. They saw the reference to Adonai, and they translate it into Greek with the Greek vocative Kyrie, which is the Lord, O Lord, and the singular. They actually use Kyrie to translate Yahweh and Adonai, indicating that they saw that Adonai is understood as a singular reference, even though it's grammatically plural, and also regarding Adonai as a direct synonym for Yahweh. Moving on, let's look at another passage, 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 22. Adonai, of course, appears in this passage. This passage says, For this reason you are great, O Lord God. There is none like you. There is no God besides you. That's 2 Samuel 7, verse 22. So in this passage, David is speaking, and he says, For this reason you are great, O Lord God. Now, in Hebrew, the phrase, O Lord God, is Adonai Yahweh. So we have Adonai being used as a title to address and further describe Yahweh, which of course is the personal name for Israel's God. And within this passage, the grammatically plural noun Adonai gets translated in the singular as a single Lord. 
and we know that it is correctly translated as a single Lord, despite the fact that it is grammatically plural, because there is a variety of singular references in this passage, like the singular verb to be great. That verb is singular. There are two pronominal suffices in this passage, you, that are singular. And these, of course, indicate that Adonai Yahweh is a single individual, one single person, despite the fact that Adonai is technically grammatically plural. And if Adonai was a numerical plural, then the Hebrew grammar would actually demand plural verbs and plural pronominal suffices, and we don't have that. The biblical author is pretty clear here that Adonai, Yahweh, is to be regarded as one single person. We can also have confirmation with this interpretation by looking at the Septuagint, the earliest interpretation of this passage to where the Jewish translators converted Adonai into a single Lord. Let's look at one more passage. Psalm 16, verse 2. In Psalm 16, verse 2, the psalmist says, I said to Yahweh, you are my Lord, I have no good besides you. That's Psalm 16, verse 2. So here we have the divine name Yahweh, and then the psalmist says, you are my Lord, which is the translation from Adonai. You can see there that the address is really stressing the first-person singular pronominal suffix that is attached to Adonim, which is what makes the translation Adonai. So in this passage, the psalmist describes Adonai with the singular pronoun, you, indicating that Adonai, while grammatically plural, is regarded as a single person, a single you. We also have the singular pronominal suffix, you, in the passage. And again, we can have confirmation that translating Adonai, which is grammatically plural, into the singular Lord is correct by looking at the Septuagint. The Jewish translator regarded this word into Greek and translated Adonai as a single individual Lord. So the natural conclusion to draw from these passages is that the biblical authors and even the Septuagint translators understood Adonai to be a reference and a respectful title for Yahweh, but this word, which is grammatically plural, is understood as a singular. And as we demonstrated last week, the grammatical concept of regarding an honorific or majestic person with a grammatical plural into a singular individual is called the plural of majesty. So that moves us to our third point today, which is Adonai and the plural of majesty. The short version of this is that biblical scholars, at least the modern ones, seem to be in agreement that Adonai is another reference to 
the plural of majesty, just like Elohim. If you want more information about Elohim and the plural of majesty, please reference our previous episode, episode 224. So by looking at Adonai and the fact that Adonai, in its 449 occurrences in the Hebrew Bible, is described with hundreds and hundreds of singular references. And by singular references, I mean singular verbs, singular adjectives, singular pronouns, and singular pronominal suffices. We can conclude that Adonai is a clear singular reference, and that Adonai is a prime example of the plural of majesty. I want to give a couple of quotes from modern scholars to further demonstrate that this is the conclusion that has been reached by the Hebrew grammatical community. So the entry Adonai in the Anchor Bible Dictionary, which is in volume 1, page 174, says, quote, Although based on a plural, it, meaning the noun Adonai, is usually translated into English as my Lord, or simply Lord. This, of course, indicates that the plural is understood as a singular, as what we would call a plural of majesty. Now, Waltke and O'Connor's Biblical Hebrew Syntax gives a little bit more unpacking as to why this has taken place. So on page 124 in their highly recommended Hebrew grammar, Waltke and O'Connor say that some scholars think that the title, in reference to Adonai, is a first-person singular suffixed form of the plural Adonim. As such, the form is an honorific plural, a plural of majesty, meaning my Lord. This interpretation makes excellent sense where Yahweh's servants and worshipers address him. End quote. So Walt Keen O'Connor note that the interpretation of Adonai is that Adonai is a first person singular pronominal suffix that is placed upon the plural of Adon, which is Adonim, and thereby this plural form is understood as a singular and described as an honorific plural, a plural of majesty. Walt T. O'Connor seemed to understand that the honorific plural and the plural of majesty are synonymous terms. And even though it is the plural, it is translated as my Lord. And this, of course, is what they call something that makes excellent sense. So we can see there that even modern scholars are regarding Adonai, which is grammatically plural, is a plural of majesty, meaning it refers to a single person. It is a numerical singular, not a numerical plural. Let's move to our fourth and final point, which is the Kare and Kativ use of Adonai. Now, if you're not familiar with the Kare and the Kativ, the Kare and the Kativ is a function within the Hebrew Bible to where the text will have written one thing, that's the kativ, but you're actually supposed to say something else. Now, the most popular and the most abundant kare kativ within the Hebrew Bible involves the personal name for God. It involves 
Yahweh. Now, pious and respectful readers of the Hebrew Bible will not say the divine name. They won't say Yahweh when they come upon it, and they will substitute a different word. And the most common word that gets substituted is actually Adonai. Now, we can see that Adonai was understood to refer to Yahweh in the fact that as the divine name became less frequent within the Second Temple period, the Jewish readers of the Hebrew Bible began to use Adonai specifically as the primary circumlocution for the divine name. They would say Adonai instead of Yahweh. And since the divine name Yahweh appears over 6,800 times within the Hebrew Bible, the choice to use Adonai as the primary substitute, the respectful substitute for Yahweh, indicates what I think is a widespread acceptance of this plural of majesty word for the one true God. In other words, if we have the divine name which is so frequent within the Hebrew Bible and this divine name is substituted by a word that is grammatically plural with a singular meaning, namely a plural of majesty, then this indicates to us that there was a widespread acceptance and understanding that Yahweh can be referred to with a noun that is a plural of majesty. And the fact that conservative Jews chose to use Adonai instead of the divine name beginning in the Second Temple period and that they continue to do so on into the present day indicates a long history of over 2,000 years of using a plural word to describe a single divine person. Adonai, which is grammatically plural, refers to a single person, refers to Yahweh, the one true God. And so it indicates that the understanding that Adonai is a plural of majesty is something that makes sense grammatically, and it has a very long history of acceptance. The Jews understood that Yahweh was a single undivided person, not a plurality of persons. And in order to highlight the honor and majesty of Yahweh, they employed a plurally majestic word, Adonai, to refer to the true God when God's name appeared in Scripture. So that'll be the end for this episode. Thank you so much for listening this week. Join us next week as we examine how the New Testament authors define the Israel God found within the Hebrew Bible. And we explore the question as to whether the New Testament authors restate the facts about Yahweh or if Yahweh has undergone any theological development by the New Testament authors. So please look forward to our next episode. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider supporting us as we promote the important truths about the oneness and unity of God and the humanity of Jesus. You can support us for free by subscribing on iTunes or YouTube. 
by giving us an honest review on iTunes, and by sharing your favorite episodes with your friends. If you'd like to offer a donation, you can check out the description of this episode for a PayPal link. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is produced and edited by Dustin Williams. I am Dustin Smith, your host. Until next time, folks, please take care.